Dungeons and Drimbus is rated R for rude language, rough violence, and raunchy humor. I do declare here's what happened previously on Dungeons and Drimbus. After wrapping up their investigation in the small town of Sapir and discovering a twinger in a magical cave, Jessica, Dot, Gary, and Thomas head to court. After a battle of wits and some deception with Monique Valentine, the attorneys came out victorious. They collected a small payment from a grateful Joe who vowed to go be a daddy, which they then used to buy Tony the Pony's freedom and head their separate ways after a victorious day in court. I do declare your honor is back in session. Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We open in the modest master bedroom of the Mogbiles two-bedroom house. A short goblin woman in a floral dress with red lipstick and tired eyes says, Well, what am I supposed to tell him? Oh, sorry, sweetie. It's not that daddy doesn't love you. He just doesn't want to spend any time with you. Am I there? Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, this is her this is her affair that she's talking to. <laughs> You see Jessica in a bed smoking a cigarette. <laughs> well, I was telling you that he just doesn't care for you the way I do. <laughs> oh, come on, you're not being fair, Grisabeth. You know I'm working all day. I'm trying to get home, make some time, but it, it's well, exhausting. What's the point? What's the point, Gary? You're working all day. You come home. You don't spend any time with your kids. You don't see your wife. Well, what are you working for? I spend time with you. I have. I sit down. I have a dinner. It's... This yeah, time, a, di- a dinner of what? Rice? That's all we can afford here. That's what Gary, I- you're working for free. What is it for, sweetie? I'm not working for free all the time. It's some days are really good, some days are bad. But hey, look, I don't see you putting any bread on the table. Gary, l- little Calvin is growing up. He's getting bigger by the day. And next thing you know, he's going to be out of the house. And then what? Huh, sweetie? Well, he's a growing boy. He can fend for himself. You got. You can't keep coddling these a kids all the time. They grow, grow up soft. Without his father, Gary. I talk to I I tuck him good night. I talk to him. I spend I spend what time I can. I'm just I'm I'm working for the family. I'm not doing this for you know for fun. Oh, well, well, I'm glad you set aside ten minutes for your son, Gary. 
Suddenly, we hear a vigorous knocking at the door. The fuck is that? All right, all right. Shh, okay. I'm, yeah, I'm coming. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna check the door. Yeah, go whatever. We'll continue this later. Gary, you work your way from the bedroom, past the kitchen, and into the living room, carefully stepping over Calvin's Jargon the Barbarian action figure as you open the door. Ah, shit! Fucking Legos. On the outside, we see a familiar hexblood with raven black hair and a polished crown of white bone. Jessica struggles to keep her balance as you open the door. Jeez, you're gonna break my fucking door down, Jessica. Jesus. Then, you see the smear of dark red thick oil on your front door, dripping down to the floor. Your eyes follow the trail up and onto the metal body in Jessica's arms. You see Dot short-circuiting and leaking fluids. Uh, Gary, I, I, I didn't know where else to go. I just... Bring I, her I, in, I bring was her on in. my way to... Okay. And I, uh, and I come in with the, the body. What is it, Gary? It's one of my co... Uh, co-workers. She's... She, I don't know. I Get the police. Somebody call call a doctor. A mage. I, I just... a, a medical mage. I don't fucking... <laughs> mage ambulance. A little <laughs> goblin boy comes out of a bedroom in soft pajamas, lovingly worn by him. And he goes... Daddy? Daddy was helping. Oh, Calvin. Calvin, Cal. Go back to sleep, Cal. He's son. Uh, Listen, Daddy. Work. It's, Daddy's got more work to do today. Calvin, Calvin, come. Go back to bed, sweetie. Go, 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 go. Uh, 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 oh, oh, my goodness, Gary. She's she's bleeding everywhere. Should we, uh. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what the hell happened, Jessica? Well, I was on my way for a. Uh, well, a little girls' night sort of thing, and uh, well, uh, we I was I was going there, and we were gonna have like some wine and and maybe like a read a read a nice little book together or something. I was gonna uh, propose the idea to my new book, and then and then when I arrived, I found her like this. <laughs> Jesus, I don't know how to fucking fix a tin can. Shit, uh, does it have a pulse? I don't. It, Dot, can you hear us? Dot is short-circuiting, and you see more of the oil kind of pumping out intermittently, but no response to your words at Where's all. The, uh, patch up the, uh, let's try and patch up this uh, this leak here. I don't know. Okay, Fuck. yeah, just uh, I, I guess I'll just try to put the put the oil tubes together, and I uh, <laughs> I, I try putting the, the the tubes that that would I guess flow the oil through body together roll medicine for me please tell me it's not a negative one okay yay it's a plus one let's see how i roll an 11 can i help with that roll somehow i will grab like a dirty rag from the kitchen or something to help as wrapping for the tubes okay jessica roll with advantage okay and the 11 was higher (laughs) jessica and gary you guys spend the next half hour maybe maybe more trying to take care of dot trying to stop the fluids i'm gonna tell grizzaveth to, to call like the the local doctor whatever maybe there's a healing temple nearby or something gary can, can i take your pony yeah, oh yeah tony yeah I'll, I'll get you tony yeah yeah tony the pony is at the front door of your house like the door's closed but the moment you open it you see he's there waiting and grizzaveth hops up and leaves on tony the pony she rides off toward the nearest healing temple but over the course of the next 30, 40 minutes, you suddenly hear a whirring noise as a thin red oil-soaked strip of paper scrolls out of Dot's mouth. Jessica, what is that? I, I don't know. And uh, Jessica will 
not pull it out because she's worried that like it might be like some yeah. like she's worried about touching too much and like making it worse. So she like kind of like gingerly lifts it up to try to like see if there's anything written on the piece of paper. You look at the piece of paper and you see very neatly inked text. It says name Dorothy dot Oz runtime seven cycles, 57 days, one hour, 12 minutes, 38 seconds directive dispense justice status incomplete cause of failure catastrophic physical damage runtime end sunday 14th of fall cycle 1224 9:42:43 p.m. final location greenbarrow eastern orgaic region final output yes no yes no why no no why why indeed <laughs> If I was, I was, I was just coming over for a girl's night and I, 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 I was running a little late because I wanted to get the nice wine, which is on the other side of town before I left from my apartment and I went in the opposite direction. But maybe if I'd gone the right way, it would have, oh. Gary uh, rubs the back of her calf as she's crying. (laughs) (laughs) A few minutes later, you hear the arrival of Tony the Pony as Grizabeth arrives, and she says, Yeah, he's, he's, he's right in here, Mr. Feldsmith. Come here. You see Mr. Feldsmith, a wizard of the healing temple of Telus. He comes in, and he says, Apologies, is this... Is this her? Ah. Yes, that's her. <laughs> so Very difficult to work on. I don't... Uh, no one really knows what gives them life. I'm sorry, I, I'm a healer, not not really a mechanic. You don't know anything about a warforged? Occasionally healing magic can help, but uh, I'm afraid in her current state this would be necromancy. What kind of fucking wizard are you? You don't know anything about a thing that's made out of magic? What are the fucking taxpayers paying for? Carry, carry it. What are you doing, man? Come on, do something. Glow your hair, hair, glowy hands. Come on. I I can see this is a very difficult time Just for get you. Get out. I get out. Christ. God damn it. And Mr. Feltsmith walks out. But Jessica, she knew she was here. That paper. She was still conscious somehow, even even when her malfunctioned. I, maybe she's still in there. Maybe I just I I it's not looking good. Oh God. We do know a warlock, I believe. Maybe he has some idea. I don't know. I'm desperate. Do you think he's gonna actually help? He just calls us his assistants. <sighs> he doesn't. Does he really care? I don't even know. We're running out of options. We we don't have anything to lose. I suppose. We might as well try. Jessica like puts her hand on. Dot's mangled body and goes, If you can still hear me, I'm so sorry. We're, we're going to do everything we can. I, I, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Jessica, how did you get here? I, 
I came here on Wade. He was he was parked out front of um of her of her place, and he seemed kind of spooked. But I didn't think anything of it. Until... <laughs> All right. Well, you know, let's take it off, Yula. Maybe we can find somebody. Uh, that can help out if it's not Thomas. There's got to be a mechanic in Opula. I suppose you're right. Yeah, it's a couple hours journey, and then and then yeah, Are, it's it's pretty late. Do you think anybody's gonna even be open? There's emergency rooms for sure, but like, is there mechanics in an emergency room? I just don't know these kind of things. I, it's an emergency. I don't. I don't know. I I don't think we should wait. I, if we, if we got to knock on doors, fine. I I we can't lose Dot now. Okay, I agree. And uh, Jessica will pick up the remains, I suppose, <laughs> and put them in the saddlebags of Wade the horse. Oh, she, like, fell apart? No, no, she's she's held together. I, well, you guys haven't looked at the body at all yet. Well, we found that paper thing. Yeah, but, like, you could inspect her if you want to see what's, like, Guess wrong we'll inspect her. her. You don't have to. Natural 20. <laughs> okay, so here's what you see. There are multiple stab wounds in the torso. I want to say roughly seven stab wounds. And you also notice as you grab her hand and you kind of inspect it, underneath her fingernails is this weird, dirty substance. And as you kind of pick at it and, and look at it, you realize they're coffee grounds. The game is fucking afoot. <laughs> Now, Jessica. Yeah. Normally, I'm used to looking at flesh, right? But uh, these kind of look like stab wounds to me. Now that I'm looking at it closely. Yeah. And uh, check this out under the fingernails. Looks like uh, dirt or something. Yeah. What was that quote, Kate? Was she gardening? Maybe she was gardening. No, no. What was that case we had the other day with the the coffee grounds? Oh, you mean uh, Job? The coffee beans. The Ramoth Farm. That's right. Yeah, they had coffee beans. Maybe a. Uh, Maybe she plucked a few from the field when we weren't looking to uh, to plant back home. This is a huge jump, but uh, coffee grounds. Those are coffee grounds. Remember who was drinking coffee at the court case? I mean, I I think uh, I remember distinctly uh, Monique Valentine was drinking some coffee and somebody threatened to uh, put some moonberries in her coffee. That's right. I, was that you or was that Thomas? I get so <laughs> confused. <laughs> I don't remember if I <laughs> said that. I think it was... Thomas, I think Thomas was like, well, let's just drop a little small dose and see if you get <laughs> high on the moonberry. <laughs> I think I might have said that. <laughs> and then Monique was like, are you threatening to poison me? So, uh, I don't know. Looks like she was clawing for her life. I, I would I would guess so with with these stab wounds. <laughs> like, let's, let's get it on a horse. We're just going to fucking harass everyone in opula until we get some answers because there's no help here i'm it's what i get i thought this was a good neighborhood but i that i didn't know i was gonna work with a robot either so i'm sure it's a very lovely neighborhood uh i think just under the circumstances it's a little stressful and maybe negative feelings are emerging and we can unpack that later but i think we need to go <laughs> right i'll help you with what i can putting the body on weight and I mean, not the body, but in her on Wade. Okay, yeah, yeah. And uh, I guess Jessica will um, get on Wade and have Dorothy in front of her, one arm around, like holding her up against her, and then one hand on the reins. As you do that and you pack the body up on the horse, Gary, you're getting ready to ride out and Grisabeth grabs you by the arm and she says, Gare Bear, what's happening here? My sweet, sweet Grisabeth. 
I don't know what happened here. My f- I got to find out. This is one of my co-workers. She's a very good friend of ours. She didn't deserve this. I just got to figure out what happened. Are you in danger? I don't know. But I can take care of myself, sweetheart. Please be careful. Just stay safe. Keep keep Calvin safe. I don't know. We'll go we'll go to the, if you can go to the authorities in the morning. Tell them what happened here. We got to go. This is an emergency. All right, just be careful, sweetheart. You too, my love. And he puts his goblin hand on her scaly, rashy goblin cheek. And And she grabs your arm and then kisses your hand. Don't you worry, Mrs. Mogbile. I'm going to take real good care of him, I promise. (laughs) You better. Tony. (laughs) Giddy up, Wade. (laughs) Me. You turn out of the small town of Greenbarrow, you leave the Mogvile Swamp slash home, and you stick to the trail. Eventually, you reach the outer city limits of Opula, and its impressive skyline towers in the distance. You glance up at the peak of Opal Tower and wonder what it must be like to live at the literal pinnacle of high society. How it must feel to look down and out at the world, instead of always looking up for the next foothold to climb up just an inch higher. You reflect on this as the rooftops of Opula become bigger and begin to take up the foreground. Eventually, you reach one of the bridges that leads onto the island, essentially, that is Opula. And at the bridge, you see three trolls in a security uniform. (laughs) And they go... Let's see some IB. There you go, Gary Mogvile, defense attorney. Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, Gatrick, come over here. Yeah, Patrick. You seeing what I'm seeing? Oh my god, Ratrick, come over here. And you see the third troll comes over and he goes, Oh god, is that what I think it is? You tell me. No, I, I'm, yeah, that definitely, yeah, okay. Mr. Mogvile, is that a dead body on your house uh, dead or dying yes she needs uh technically it's on my horse not mr mogbile's mr. horse mogbile who is your incredibly attractive friend over here oh hello my name's jessica felcher esquire and she um pulls out a business card from her purse and hands it over if you're ever in need of any legal assistance me and my associate here would be more than happy to provide you with uh, some With a modest legal fee, of course. All right, all right, all right. Now, Mrs. Felcher, tell me, what are you doing with a dead body on your arse? Well, uh, it's one of my dearest friends, and she... I arrived at her place for a girl's night. You know, we were going to have wine, do the whole thing, the chatting, and the... Oh, God. (laughs) And when I got this... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Here you go, madam. And Ratrick pulls out a little cloth for you to blow your nose on. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, but at any rate, um, when I arrived on the scene, she she was dying. And, and we're, we're here to try to... There wasn't a hospital that could really kind of tend to her needs where we were. And we came to Opula because you guys have a very... Uh, uh, advanced medical system, so I've heard. Oh, you're 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 headed to Mount Sinus. Yeah, Mount Sinus. All right. Well, we're gonna have to pay the toll. And how much is is that? Uh, you know, just five gold. Um, Jessica, 
you got though the the last five gold i had went to uh to tony the pony uh, sir please this is an emergency our friend is dying here i'm right next you don't gotta yell and uh, all the the three trolls are all going we're just doing our job here mister okay yeah me too listen if you can't pay the five gold to get over the the bridge you're definitely not going to be able to afford Mount Seamus. So you saying that there's that we gotta pay? Are you fucking kidding me? What? This human popular baby. Does life mean nothing anymore? For Christ's sake, we're defending people's lives for this. Life doesn't pay the bills, buddy. Jessica is going to use the cantrip prestidigitation. Okay. And uh, you could use it to create a non-magical trinket or an illusory image that can fit in my hand that lasts until the end of my next turn. And Jessica's going to like reach into her purse, cast the spell to produce a five gold piece coin. Uh-huh. And uh, she's going to go, oh, I'm so sorry. I forgot to check, you know, ladies' purses and all. There's so many things in there. You gentlemen know. I'm sure you've had a couple of lady friends. I just forgot to check the other pocket. Here you go there. Oh, sorry about all the trouble. Ratrick leans against Wade and goes, Are you trying to swindle me, sweet cheeks? Swindle? I could never, sir. And uh, Jessica, like, starts playing with her hair and just smiling, just absolutely beaming at him. How long are you staying in Apula? Oh, well, it, I guess it depends on uh, what a strong man like you might be up to after you get off your shift. Hey, I get off at midnight. How about you get off a little after that? Oh, my goodness, my gracious. I could just just eat you up. I could. Wow. Well, uh, I wouldn't say no to a nice, uh, a nice get off. all right how about uh you meet me back here in a few hours oh yeah sure thing she gives him a wink you see he's trying to be subtle but there's nothing subtle about it he like behind his back holds out a hand to patrick and patrick slaps him five and he says you know what this one's on me sweet cheeks and he slaps wade and wade takes off down the bridge and Gatrick goes, all right, little guy, you still got to pay the toll. <laughs> Ratrick goes, no, no, no. It's fine. I'll cover it. Oh, well. Thank you kindly. I really appreciate that. I hope your friend doesn't die. Thanks. Me too. <laughs> all right. Giddy up, cowboy. And he slaps uh, Tony the Pony. And you cross over the bridge into Opula. Opula is a grand city of towering architecture. The way you guys are used to things, especially in the Eastern Orgaic region, and even Jessica for you and Rabbit Cove, things are usually still built by hand. There are incredible architects and especially higher-end buildings in nicer neighborhoods and stuff will often employ mages of some sort to help with the construction to uh, perhaps sometimes supersede natural human limits. But the stuff that is in Opula is almost beyond imagination. With pre-modern technology, there is no way you could accomplish these buildings. And so the inherent magic in all of the buildings is, is astonishing. The roads are paved, which you are not used to. At most, you maybe see a brick road every now and then where you're from. Really, it's, you know, dirt and nothing like this. The streets are paved. There are sidewalks. You know, now that it's late, people are out and about 
There's all manner of illusory magic going on. You're keeping the streets lit and sounds filling your ears. It is a soundscape that you are not used to. And you kind of wander around a little bit until eventually you see Mount Sinus. You can pull in and there's a large area along the street with many hitching posts for horses. You see tons of horses hitched up. Uh, And it is this big, towering, almost pyramid-like building with big red crystal signage that glows. And yeah, you pull up to it. What do you do? (laughs) Gary, they weren't kidding. This really is the city that doesn't long rest. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I thought, I didn't know there'd be so much freaking traffic at this hour, but uh, listen, uh, they they weren't kidding. I'm pretty sure it's very expensive, uh, that hospital. So remember that that time I went mining in the... uh, Town of Sapir. Uh, yeah, 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 I remember it like it was just uh, last session, so to speak. <laughs> so uh, I got this bag of gems. I think I'm going to get it appraised. Maybe we can afford the medical bill for that. Okay, I I, I guess while you do that, I'll get her checked in. <laughs> guess, oh God. You dismount Dot off of Wade, and you kind of struggle to drag her in through the front doors of Mount Sinus. The big, heavy metal doors somehow open on their own as you approach them, and it gives way to this waiting room with smooth marble tile and these sort of rows of flame within these, like, glass tubes that keep it all illuminated inside. And at the very front desk, there is an ogre dressed in all white with a a little kind of nurse's cap and a red cross on it. And she says, Well, hey there. Welcome to, uh, welcome to Mount Sinu. Oh, goodness. Yeah, Uh, hi there. Um, my name's Jessica Felcher. Um, and I, uh, this is my friend Dot, uh, Dorothy, uh, for long. (laughs) And, uh, she is, she is, um, uh, well, she's a Warforged and I need a Warforged specialist. Pronto. Oh, yeah, we got plenty of Warforged specialists here. Um, can I please get the patient's full information, uh, full name? Uh, Dorothy Oz. A date of birth? I checked the paper because uh-huh. <laughs> Jessica remembers that it's on the paper, but she doesn't remember the date. <laughs> Seven cycles, 57 days, one hour, 12 minutes, 38 seconds. I repeat that information to the, uh... Assistant. Well, that's a lot of math, but I got it. Don't you worry. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And uh, what is she in for today? Uh, I, I guess seven stab wounds. <laughs> and she goes, all right, we'll, uh, we'll get a specialist out to see you just as soon as is possible. Please take a seat in the waiting area. And you see there is a waiting area with about 20 other people and monsters and beasts just like they're in various states of decay. Some people are, like, fine. Other people are nursing, like, stab wounds. Uh, There's a dude with, like, a big bandage covering half of his head. Uh, And they're all just there in agony, basically waiting. Um, Are there there empty chairs? Are there... uh... There are empty chairs and empty tables. (laughs) Okay. uh, Jessica will uh, go to one of the empty chairs and empty tables and place Dorothy on the table and take a seat. And you do so. As you begin waiting, (laughs) Gary. (laughs) Hey there, everyone. It is your DM, Giancarlo Herrera, coming at you with a few quick announcements. First, 
I hope you will excuse my slightly stuffy nose today. Second, I hope you have been enjoying your honor. This session was a blast. We got to step out of the box a little bit and start introducing more story elements and bigger parts of the world. And we had so much fun. If you want to hear us talk about it, please consider supporting us on Patreon to get access to After the Drimbus, our post-game discussion show. That said, I want to give a special thank you to our patrons. Jerry Benetados, Queso Loco, John Mitchell, Kevin Dubberlet, Terrence Knox, Victoria Madrid, Greta Mbignet, and Alejandro Lopez. Thank you all so much for the support. We really couldn't do the show without you. There's never been a better time to become a patron because we are now releasing a bunch of fun, exclusive one-shots and series uh, for patrons to listen to. We've been recording them. They've been a ton of fun. So please consider checking us out. Links in the description or patreon.com slash Drimbus. And today we want to tell you about the Crafty Rogue who is supporting today's episode. You can find them at the Crafty Rogue Shop on Etsy. They have tons of really cool stuff and we love their leather spell books. Beautiful handcrafted leather spell books that you can use in your games. But don't let me tell you. Let's zoom in to the small town of Sapir. About a day or so after the trial of Job the Kobold, we see Ostrogon's wizard tower stretching high into the sky, and we see Job the Red Kobold come and knock on the door. Go away. Oh, Job, my friend. <laughs> what a delight to see you out and about again. Ostrogon. Thank you for speaking at my trial on my behalf. Oh, no need to thank me, Job. In fact, I ran into the most peculiar little goblin, very attractive, hexblood, and warforged. Rather annoying at first, but they made me realize that, well, without you, I wouldn't have my sweet, sweet sandwiches, Job. Yes, I cannot say I was sold on their methods to begin with, but they certainly made me re-examine my actions. In fact... I am now committed to being a, uh, a, a daddy to the Ramiths. Off in the distance from one of the fields, we see a very annoyed Mia Ramiff shouting, Please stop saying that you are not our daddy, Joe. I see. Anyways, all that is to say that I have to make amends for my actions. I'm not quite sure what that entails, but I wanted to start by thanking you. Job, you just keep bringing me those sandwiches and we'll be fine. You can certainly count on that. But, uh, you see, I was many miles away at the Eastern Archaic Courthouse, roughly six hours by horse, but I didn't have one. For some reason, I just ran out of the courtroom. It took me nearly a full day to get here, and I passed through many small towns on the way. Oh, Job, you should have just told me. I could have teleported you back. No, no, I think it was it was good to clear my head. I must admit, I can't feel my legs, and I'm pretty sure I snapped something, but... I'll, point is, along the way, I, uh... I passed through a small town, and I saw this. It reminded me of you. And you see Job pulls out this beautiful, elaborate, handcrafted leather spellbook. It is dyed this nice teal blue with this pressed inscription of a D20 with two crossing swords. And he holds it up to the knocker on the outside of Ostrogon's tower. Oh, my... Put it in, put it in! And he puts the spellbook inside the knocker, and you just see it get sucked up... Goodness, Job. This is exquisite. Oh, the smell of leather. You hear the sound of pages as he flips through the book. And so much space. This could hold 20 or 40 different incantations. This must have cost you an arm and a leg, Job. Where did you get this? Oh, don't worry about it. It was the crafty rogue shop in the small town of Etsy. In fact, 
When I used offer code DRIMBIS, they took 10% off my purchase. Well, that's quite the steal, Joe. I, I must admit, I haven't used my spellbooks in ages, but... Oh my, this has inspired me, perhaps, to look into other kinds of magic. Sandwich magic, Joe. Well, I hope you'll take it as a sign of goodwill. We're gonna need your help to run this farm at full efficiency. You can certainly count on me, Job. Very well. I must get back to my family. We're not your family! And Job runs off toward the Ramif household. So yeah, guys, if you want to support us and support a really, really wonderful shop on Etsy, please go check out the Crafty Rogue shop. These spellbooks are super, super high quality. Even if I wasn't playing a spellcaster, I think I would just want to have one of these on my shelf. But they hold up to 20 or 40 different spell cards. You can kind of swap them in and out real easy. They are beautifully, beautifully crafted and you get 10% off your order with offer code DRIMBUS. Again, thank you to all our patrons for the support. Thank you to Crafty Rogue, and thanks to you for listening. Let's get back to the show. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everyone, it is your friendly neighborhood GM, John Carlo Herrera here. And today I wanted to tell you about an awesome show called Looters. It is an actual play podcast where a hilarious cast of friends go on dramatic, action-packed, sci-fi western adventures in a universe full of different factions vying for control over the Outer Rims. I love a good sci-fi western mix, the cast is so much fun to listen to, and it's played on the Stars Without Number game system, which is really fun to hear in audio. I really think listeners of Drimbus would enjoy it, so please... Check out this trailer, and if it intrigues you, go check them out at looterspodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, enjoy. Hey, we're the Looters. Hey, what's up? Looters is a sci-fi Western actual play podcast using the Stars Without Number system. We're a group of friends getting into trouble all over the universe. So come with us if you're into adventure. A rocket flies out of one of these ships far behind you and crashes into the wall and blows up. There's rockets? It's Mario Kart. Crazy. Intrigue. Can I hack into the body and maybe see if they have, like, a memory data bank in their brain or some shit like that that I can access? That'll literally. <laughs> Devastating physical injury. <laughs> Just uh, take cover. Okay. <laughs> She's a good pilot, everyone. Very good. She's very good. And, and friendship. friendship. New episodes of Looters out every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. Gary, roll a perception check for me. Two. Okay. You begin wandering the streets looking for somewhere where you could get this gem appraised. And a man in a big trench coat bumps into you. And you fall down on the ground and he turns around. You see pale gray skin and these little fangs as he looks at you and he says, Hey, I'm walking here. And he just keeps going about his way. (laughs) And what am I doing, huh? Fucking asshole. You're falling there. (laughs) 
You know what? You know what? Hey, excuse me for a second. Maybe you can help. Mm. Hey, what do you want? How, does he look shady? Hey, I'm very shady. I'm gray. I'm wearing big hat. I'm covered in shade all the time. All right. Do you want my mixtape? And he opens a cape, and you see lots of little... <laughs> Uh, you see sheet music dangling off of his cape. No. It's free! Take it! No, do you know, you, do you know what a pawn shop is? Or, uh... Why? Do you have valuables on you? <laughs> if I did, uh, I don't know. What would your price range, uh... Let me see what you are selling, and I will tell you the price. What would you give me for these? And you pull out the big purple crystal? Yeah. Uh, let me appraise it a little bit closer. Ah, get, get to me. Get away. Get away. All right, forget it. See you later, asshole. <laughs> hey, get to me. Get, get to me. Come on. Wait, wait, wait. Before me. he leaves, what's the name of his mixtape? Yeah. It's, uh, it's <laughs> Vlad's Rad Tracks. Get away from me, you garlic phobic. Hey, that's racist. Hey, you're a vampire. Get away. Hey! <laughs> my blood, my choice. Go home. <laughs> Just give me a little taste. <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna get away from this guy and keep looking for <laughs> a store where I can sell my hard earned. Roll another perception. <laughs> okay, 18. <laughs> Dracula? That's what I get when I roll a two. I roll into fucking Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> what would a one? Lads. What would a one be? <laughs> you don't want to know. The Grim Reaper? <laughs> you fall face first and get pickpocketed. That's a one. <laughs> okay. You <laughs> 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 a, a vampire poncho. <laughs> you keep walking uh, down the street, and then eventually you come upon a. Um, it's a little bit dingy. Like, Mount Sinus had these vibrant, glowing red crystals. This is just like a painted sign with. You can tell there's probably some manner of like torch or something behind it to illuminate it. Uh, but it says, Until Dawn Pond. <laughs> well, I wish I had some friends to go in here, but, uh, okay. I'm going inside. You push open the double doors, and it is like this closet of a store. It is this tiny thing packed wall to wall with odds and ends, and sitting at the counter, you see what looks like some sort of cash storage box, and you don't see anyone. You just see, like, a little skull sitting on the table. Uh, I'm gonna walk up to the the table with the skull on it and, and kind of ding the skull like if it was a bell. Like, ding, ding. All right, you ding on the skull and it goes... Ah, Whoa. I, 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 I didn't fall asleep. Nope. And, uh. Uh, and you hear... As, like, the rest of the skeleton uh, conjoins back to the skull Whoa. and it goes... Hey, uh... Welcome to Until Dawn Pod. What can I do for you? Hey, how you doing? Listen, uh, I'm <laughs> just gonna breeze over the fact that it's a skeleton. <laughs> hey, how you doing? Uh, listen, I got a, uh, I got. I was wondering what you could give me for this, and I pull out the gem. Oh, okay. Well, let's see. Oh, wow. That is, um, wow. That is worthless. What? That is bullshit. <laughs> it's worthless. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, this is... I mean, I'll give you something for it, because I'm a nice guy, but... 
this it's not worth anything. I this don't. is very valuable. Yeah? Yeah. You think so? I know so. I pulled it out of the freaking earth. Or not earth. I don't know what you'd call the... Terraform? <laughs> I pulled this out of the terraform Gaia earth whatever myself. From the mines. I'm a miner, you see? Name's Gary, by the way. And he holds out a little skeletal hand for you to shake. What a coincidence. My name is also Gary. One R or two? Uh, one. Two is... Hell, I'm two R's. Oh, what were you about to say? Two is better than one, right? Yeah, all right. I'll tell you what. For this, and he says, uh, may I? May you what? Grab the... The gem? Sure. Okay. And, and he grabs the gem and he puts it under. He has like a little lamp and magnifying glass. And he goes, yeah. Okay. Uh, it is a crystal, yeah. Hey. <laughs> hey. Yeah, hey. Hey. Do you sell hay too? My pony could eat. Patrick is suddenly behind you going, hey. Oh, sh- wait line, buddy. Hold on. It's not your turn. <laughs> um, no, no. <clears throat> he goes, all right. Yeah, it's a little cloudy. Give you a hundred gold pieces for it. Can I roll to see... Wh- what a good value would be for the crystal? Yes, you can. Roll either a nature or like a flat intelligence check for me. Oh, uh, it's a dirty 20. Okay, you get the feeling that this is worth probably about 200 gold. Okay. You realize that this is amethyst and it is a big uh-huh. chunk of amethyst. So, uh, look, I'm going to give you a hint there. I'm going to help you out. What you're looking at there is amethyst. Yeah. All right. I know. Yeah. And that goes for about usually 250. Right. Oh, oh, don't bullshit a bullshitter. What? Oh, really? So you know you're bullshitting me then? Ash. All right, fine. You got me. Hey, from one Gary to another. It was pretty slick, right? Yeah, (laughs) you you were good too. I gotta give it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. How's one fit? God damn it, Gary. Can we cut the crap and keep it at 200 where it's supposed to be? Fine. Listen, 175. I got to be able to turn a profit. You know how pawn shops work. Come on, Gary. 180. 177. 190. What the hell? You just went up, Gary. (laughs) (laughs) It's 200. 180. 180. 180. We'll do 180. All right, fine. Here you go. Thanks. Okay. You want to buy anything? Yeah, I'll, I'll take a look at the... Uh, is it just you? Yeah. Pardon me. I mean, uh, it's a bit of a personal question, but how how does a skeleton come to being? You know, like, when did you die? How long you been? I got so many questions. What, qu- you never heard of necromancy? I, I heard of it. No, believe me, I heard of it. But usually it's more like a malicious kind of a thing, not just a... Hey. I mean, I guess you got the, the graveyard shift, if you know what I'm saying, but... It's called Until Dawn Pod for a reason. Uh, once once the sun's up, we close. Really? Yeah. You get a lot of service at this time? Oh, yeah. Yeah, guess people like me, huh? Yeah. We just had a, a real suspicious guy with the fangs, big cape, was trying to sell me a mixtape, said it'd be a big hit. Yeah, I think I saw that guy. So you always been here? Like, you always been working here? Yeah. Even when you were flush? No. <laughs> So, is this a punishment? You know what? It's too personal. I, I'm just very fascinated. That's hey, it's, it's just a business. Everybody's got to make a living or a dying. <laughs> yeah, that's what, I'm, that's what I mean. You're dead. Boss. Why does this all matter? Oh, God. I'm so sorry. I didn't... Gary, it's, it's going to be okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't even do I see tears or like no there's no tears yeah. it's just like the laughing and the crying is indistinguishable yeah. other than the sound 
Gary, what? Uh, tell Gary what's wrong. Oh, Gary. Ever since they shot up me and my wife, Mary. Jeez. My, my son, Barry, brought me back to life. He made a deal with this, uh... Oh, with this powerful wizard who was trying to create his phylacteries. He wanted to get into lichdom and all of that, and... Well, he tried out his technique on me, and look at me! I just came back a pile of bones! My own son was so horrified, I couldn't talk to him again after that. Where's your son now? I don't know. Little little berries out there somewhere. And and Mary? They couldn't bring her back. Christ. But hey, that's opula for you, baby! <laughs> Listen, Gary, I'll, if I ever find Barry, I'll, uh, would you like me to let you know? Yeah, please do. I I always got worried. Listen, I bet making a living in Opulus tough. I I know he was just trying to help us out, but I got worried he was running with the wrong crowd. Look, if I ever run into him, I'll be sure to be back here and let you know. Uh, anything I could do to help, because uh, that story really touched me. Thanks, Gary. And uh, you've been so generous. Look, listen, Gary. I might right now. I, I I'm gonna be honest with you. I need this money to pay medical bills. Uh, but when I do need something, you bet you're going to be the first guy I come to. All right? You got it. As you are saying this to Gary, you hear the little bell jingle in the shop, and a man in a mahogany red suit enters until dawn pawn. Uh, Gary? This has been Your Honor. Your Honor features the vocal talents of Nicholas Palazzo as Thomas Phelps, Michael Pisani as Jessica Feltra, and Nicholas Benetados as Gary Markbile. The rest of the world is voiced by your DM, Giancarlo Herrera. This episode was edited by Michael Pisani and Giancarlo Herrera with sound design by Nicholas Benetados. If you'd like to support the show, consider checking out the links in the show notes or go to patreon.com slash Our patrons get access to exclusive perks like our after-the-show show, After the Drimbus, where we discuss behind-the-scenes and secrets, free exclusive merch, and the chance to create items for the campaign or have NPCs named after you. Oh, and don't forget to tweet using hashtag Drimbus to be entered to win a free Dungeons & Drimbus sticker. Thank you all so much for listening, and I do declare I'll see you all next week. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Jesters of Ravenloft is a new podcast being recorded on Twitch. It's D&D 5e, and we'd love to tell you about it, but we can't. Because seriously, the cast know nothing about what is going to happen. Adam McNamara is mystified. Del Borovic is baffled. Guy Bradford is bewildered. Tyler Hewitt is even more clueless than usual. And me, Ryan LaPlante, the DM, I'm the only person who knows what's going on. We're live on Twitch May 31st at 8.30 p.m. EST 
And every Friday, after our Wednesday night shows, we'll be dropping two episodes of Jesters of Ravenloft here. So get ready, subscribe, and soon you will be journeying into Ravenloft alongside our Jesters. Oh yeah, don't tell them about the whole Ravenloft thing. They really know nothing.